December 12th, 2072. The stock market takes a dive. A planetary vacation startup declares bankruptcy. Former President Obama succumbs to his old age. A storm brews off the coast of California. A young couple is evacuating their new home in the recently built suburb of San Onofre. A Category 7 hurricane has arrived and brought with it a massive storm surge. Climate change has brought so many hurricanes that we stopped naming them. This behemoth is simply named CA-81. The 81st storm this year. As our young couple flees to the mountains to escape the rising water, they notice a blue glow coming from the coastline. At the time, they didn't know what it was. But three months later, that blue glow will be the only thing on their mind. December 14th, 2072, two days after CA-81 landfall. News hits the country that the newly refurbished San Onofre reactors have melted down, releasing massive amounts of radiation into the surrounding areas. Our young couple never showed any signs of radiation poisoning, so they move on from the unlucky turn of events and found a home elsewhere. March 12th, 2073, three months after CA-81 landfall. Our young couple is expecting their first child today. The father anxiously waits for his daughter's arrival, but when she does arrive, a day full of hope quickly turns to despair, for baby Ruth has been born lacking any ability to move her body. She couldn't so much as lift a finger or breath on her own. Her brain was completely functional, but her body was not responding. Exposure to radiation was to blame for Ruth's condition. The blue glow had taken another victim. Ruth's father couldn't sleep that night. He refused to let his daughter live the life of agony she seemed doomed to. So he had her undergo experimental surgery. He had pioneered a new technology that could connect to a person's brain and influence their thoughts. He believed that this technology could allow his daughter to live a life within her own mind. One free from harm or torment, like the wasteland the planet is becoming. 
The surgery is a success, and Ruth is currently growing up in her mind the same way she would if she were normal. But none of it is real. She is now living in a completely virtual reality. What is reality? And a little about everything production. Written by a little about everything. Narration by Ron Mello. In this theoretical story I've spun for you, there are moral and philosophical implications. But in the interest of time, I will gloss over much of the moral theory surrounding Ruth's father's decision. What I am interested in is what Ruth's experience would be like. To put it another way, how real is Ruth's life? Philosophers have been toiling with questions like this for all of recorded history, spinning stories and scenarios in which we are fooled into believing a false reality. One of the oldest stories comes from Master Zhuang in his book Zhuangzi. The butterfly dream tells the story of a man who finds himself dreaming about being a butterfly. He has no recollection of being a man, but he wakes to find himself a man once more. He begins to worry as he cannot distinguish if he is a man who dreams of being a butterfly or a butterfly who dreams of being a man. For Ruth, Zhuang's butterfly dream could be realized if she were to periodically awake from her virtual world and be unable to distinguish which world is real. But while related, this butterfly dream doesn't seem to apply to Ruth's situation. Simulation theory is a more modern explanation for Ruth's circumstances. The theory posits that if computers become sufficiently powerful, a post-human race could run simulations of their ancestors with enough fidelity to fool the ancestors into believing they are real. Eventually, these simulations would reach the point of simulation as well and create their own ancestor simulation. This means that a possibly infinite amount of simulations could derive from a single original. If chosen at random, the odds of appearing in the original world and not a simulation is basically zero. The theory is certainly interesting, but it doesn't give us insight into how Ruth's experience could differ from our existence, or if it even matters that it's a virtual life at all.
the evil demon is a concept proposed by René Descartes in his 1641 book, Meditations on First Philosophy. His first meditation imagines an evil demon with the utmost power and cunning has employed all his energies in order to deceive him. This demon can manipulate every sense that a person has and therefore manipulate their experience of reality. This almost perfectly mirrors Ruth's situation with the demon in this case being her father. Descartes and other philosophers like him believe there is no reason to suggest that any human sense can be trusted other than our own personal reason. Many philosophers dating back thousands of years would argue that the only thing we can prove is real is our own mind. Ruth's mind would still be independent in its thought, but nothing she experiences is actually occurring. So what can we say of her life? Is she really living? Are her experiences real? Is reality merely a measure of time and its movements, or is it a personal phenomenon? These questions have plagued the minds of philosophers for millennia, and my opinions won't be anywhere near as profound as theirs. But personally, I believe that even if an evil demon is manipulating our minds or we live in a simulation, it does not matter. All that matters is our experience, because no matter what our experience ends up being, our experience is all that we will ever know. So who cares if it's all a simulation, because this simulated ice cream tastes pretty damn good. Thank you.